Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is sponsored by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. <clears throat> the Revolutionary War Veterans Association are dedicated to teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship clinics across the nation, every weekend somewhere in America, folks are gathering together on a line to learn how to shoot their rifles correctly and at the same time to hear the message that we owe a huge debt to those who've come before us, a huge debt to those men and women who stood together in ranks on April 19, 1775, and how do we repay this debt? And the answer really is that we can't. We can't repay the debt. Uh, but what we can do is to honor them. And how would we honor them? Well, we would honor the folks by remembering them, by rem- remembering the sacrifices that they made, remembering the, uh, the things that they did in order to secure the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy today. And much further than that, we can honor them by ensuring that we understand that we have a sacred obligation to this nation to stand together and make sure that the freedoms and liberties that they fought so hard for and sacrificed for uh, don't dissolve and slip away from us, that we can hand them intact 
to those who come after. All right, we've got a great show this evening. Uh, a bunch of stuff that uh, we don't normally talk about, but we're going to talk about it tonight. Uh, before we do that, let's, uh, let's do a rundown of the upcoming events. Okay, the first event that we have coming up is next weekend on the July 3rd and 4th event. And uh, there's a lot of July shoots, a lot of August shoots, a lot of September shoots. There's a lot of shoots every single month. The number of shoots, when you look on the uh, on the schedule list, and, and by the way, to get to the schedule, the one I'm getting ready to read from, you go to rwva.org. That's the home page. When you get there, there's a bunch of tabs across the top of the page. But for the one that says Appleseed, on the Appleseed tab, put your cursor on there, and you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. You click on that, and I'll take you to the page that I'm going to read from now. <clears throat> the way it's set up is by the month. Each month, uh, all the shoots that month are listed in alphabetical order according to the city or the nearest city that they're in. So you'll look for that city. Uh, so they start off in July, is Augusta, Georgia, or July 3rd and 4th. <clears throat> you look for the city that's closest uh, to the to you, to your area, or to the, or, or just the one you want to attend. And then to the right of that will be two hot links. One says information. That gives you the information for that specific event. It's called the event information page. That specific page will tell you about the event. Uh, uh, say this one will be in Augusta, Georgia. It will tell you about the uh, the location, you know, any special rules, regulations, etc. It will give you the information on how to contact them, get in touch with the range, uh, and with the people that are sponsoring the event. The hotline directly under that is register. Now, that's important for several reasons. Uh, number one is you want to make sure that you have a place on the line. Uh, if you think that you're going to wait to the very last second and then some, come strolling up on the line with your rifle and uh, that you're going to get down and shoot, you might. You might do it. People do it all the time. And then again, you might not. Uh, Hawkhaven has sent me a list of the uh, the sold-out shoots. So don't uh, don't think that you can just uh, wait to the last minute and go to an event and get up on the line because that's not going to be the case. So you want to register, you know, pre-register. As soon as you decide what event you want to go to, you pre-register. And make sure you have a place on the line, and it helps us. We have thousands of events uh, that we're going to be working with over the next year, and that takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of logistical work. How to get the uh, instructors to a certain place and get them hotels and uh, flights and rental cars, making sure that the supplies get to the uh, events uh, on time, how many instructors we need. And uh, we base this, the, uh, the calculations, off of how many people are pre-registered. So if, uh, if 40 people pre-register for an event, we know we need to send X amount of supplies, instructors, etc. <clears throat> so that's helping both of us. One, it makes sure that you have a place on the line. And two, it makes sure that uh, we've got enough folks scheduled to instruct there to make sure that we have a good instructor-to-attendee ratio. 
So you're getting ready to go to an event or you want to find one, you go to rwva.org to the home page there. On the top of the page, you'll see a list of tabs across the top. Look for the one that says Appleseed. Put your cursor on that. You'll get a drop-down menu. On that drop-down menu, select Schedule. Once you get to that page, to the Schedule page, look through there. Find the month that you want to attend. In that month, find the, uh, the state and then the city. And then once you got that down, take a look at the information page. Make sure you're familiar with uh, where it's going to be, the location, directions, etc. Get the uh, contact information from the folks that you'll need in case you uh, need to ask somebody questions before the event, on the way to the event, etc. And then make sure that you pre-register. All right. Starting off the first weekend in July, the third and fourth, we have Augusta, Georgia, followed by Dundee, Michigan, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Kenamir, Wyoming, that takes us to the July 10th and 11th weekend, which starts in Birmingham, Alabama, followed by Carmi, Illinois, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Como, Mississippi, Fountain, Colorado, Jericho, Vermont, Miamisburg, Ohio, Wisconsin, Ottawa. Uh, that's a very uh, very nice name. California, Rolla, North Dakota, St. Augustine, Florida, Simsbury, Connecticut, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Troop, New York. Troop, New York. Um, I'll be at that one. That takes us to the weekend of July 17th and 18th, which starts off in Aberdeen, South Dakota, followed by Athens, Ohio, Boulder, Montana, Brighton, Colorado, Buckingham, Virginia, Burlington Flats, New York, Citra, Florida, Eureka, Kansas, Harvard, Massachusetts, Inkley, Minnesota, Kaysville, Utah, Lewiston, Idaho, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Pine Bluffs, Wyoming, Proctor, Vermont, Sacramento, California, Washburn, uh, Missouri, Winterset, Indiana, Yanceyville, North Carolina, and that brings us to the July 24th and 25th, which is Boaz, Kentucky, Calverton, New York, Danville, Illinois, Davila, Texas, Duluth, Minnesota, Durand, Illinois, El Paso College, El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas. That is the indoor uh, site there. So you've out in West Texas, uh, southeastern. New Mexico, anywhere in that area, and you say, you know what, I'd like to shoot this weekend, but it's hot. It's hot and windy, and, and uh, you know, well, here's the answer to that. El Paso Community College is an indoor range. Now, uh, there's only 20 positions uh, at the indoor range, so you'll need to register as soon as possible to get one of those positions for yourself. But it's a very clean, it's a new place, very nice, clean uh, good baffles inside, good shooter-to-shooter uh, uh, -shooter baffles also, and a nice, clean, indoor range, climate-controlled. That will be followed by Gibsonburg, Ohio, Glen Helen, California, Hastings, Nebraska, Kingman, Arizona, Lodi, Wisconsin, Mayaka City, Florida, Riley, Indiana, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which takes us to the last weekend in July, the 1st and 1st which begins in Castle Rock, Washington, followed by Cedar City, Utah, Brook, Connecticut, Elk River, Minnesota, Steel, New Hampshire, Fresno, California, Hernando County, Florida, 
Humansville, Missouri, Mobile, Alabama, Racine, Wisconsin, Ramsar, North Carolina, Salem, Ohio, Santa Barbara, California, and Waterman, Illinois. That's going to take us to the first weekend in August. The 31st and 1st was the first day of August, but this will be the first full weekend in August. Start out in Carrollton, Kentucky, followed by Chickasaw, Oklahoma, Dundee, Michigan. Uh, sometimes I go too fast. I'm trying to slide my screen up while I'm reading it. Uh, Miamisburg, Ohio. New Lisbon, Wisconsin. North Little Rock, Arkansas. Osage, Wyoming. Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. It takes us a full month ahead. <clears throat> now, as I said, we've got uh, we've got several events that are sold out. I mean, these are done. Uh, if you're looking to go to, uh, uh, say, Simsbury, Connecticut, that's done. It's over. Sold out. Burlington Flats, New York, the 17th and 18th, that's sold out. That's done. Castle Rock, Washington, on the 31st, and first, at the end of the month here, sold out. Salem, Ohio, on the 31st and first, sold out. Colburn, Connecticut, on the 31st and first, sold out. Annapolis, Maryland, September 11th, 12th shoot, sold out. Uh, and I'm not sure what the the next one is here. 9, 11, and 12, and 10. Okay, this is all Annapolis, Maryland. On October 10th, uh, 9th and 10th will be sold out. Uh, and then two other bits of information you need to know. Number one, Waterman, Illinois, the September 11th and 12th shoot which is going to be the 300-shooter line. That shoot is already up to 42 people. All right? 42 folks are already signed up. They've got their place. They know they're going to attend. They didn't wait to the last second. They got their stuff. They got their place on the line. They got their registration confirmation. And now they're just adjusting their slings and dry firing. You want to make sure that you are at a historical event, which is what the Waterman, Illinois shoot is going to be. I suggest you go to rwva.org right now, look at, uh, at the tabs on the top of the page for the Appleseed tab. Put your cursor on the Appleseed tab. You'll get a drop-down menu that says on there, it'll say schedule. Click on that. Go to that one. Go to the uh, month of September. Find Waterman, Illinois. And then go over to the right of that and hit register and get your place on the line secured. It's going to be a great shoot, and not just for the shooters. Uh, make sure that you instructors are also looking at that event because uh, you will be part of history also. And we're going to need quite a few in, uh, instructors for the event. And you can imagine you've got a 300-person line. You're going to need a lot of instructors to make sure that it's run uh, uh very safely and uh, run uh, uh, as uh, 
as quickly and safely as possible. Now, it's going to take quite a few shoot, uh, instructors for 300 shooters. So make sure that uh, if you're an instructor, contact uh, the, uh, the shoot boss for the Waterman shoot and make sure that uh, uh, if you want to instruct there, make sure that you get yourself put on the list to instruct. Okay, one more. This is an honorable mention that uh, Hawk sent. That's Fort Lauderdale, Florida. All right, and it's this weekend. Actually, it's, uh, let's see. Is this right? The 24th and 25th. All right, that, uh, that must be from this last week. All right, I just got all my mess. I just got into the uh, hotel tonight and was able to check my messages for the first time in uh, several days. So this must be from this last weekend. All right. Well, that tells you right there that uh, if you wait, uh, you're not guaranteed a chance to get on the line. So make sure that uh, that if you guys want to make sure you want to have a place on the line, just like I said, go to rwva.org. The home page there, you'll find Apple Feed on the tab at the top. Put your cursor on there. You get a drop-down menu. On that drop-down menu, it says Schedule. Go on there. Find the month that you want to attend. Find the city that you want to attend the event in. And then to the right of that, hit Register. Make sure that you're pre-registered for the event. Make sure you have a place online. Make sure that uh, we have enough folks to make sure the instruction is good. All right. <clears throat> tonight, uh, as I said uh, a little bit earlier, tonight we have a little bit of a different uh, show for you. And uh, the reason why is that we, Appleseed, is the answer. Uh, I consider it to be a really, really good answer to the problems facing the nation currently. <clears throat> but what are those problems? Because I told you before that it would be very easy to see the the need for uh, for the for spending as much time as we do for making this as high a priority as we make it. Uh, if there were uh, 100,000 uh, screaming jihadists uh, swimming ashore with their AK-47s uh, in Long Island and uh, shooting and attacking and burning and pillaging. That's a very uh, easy to understand picture and it has a very simple solution to it. Uh, unfortunately, we face problems that are even greater than the ones I just uh, mentioned as a possible scenario. We, fa we face troubles of an even greater uh, proportion to the nation than 100,000 bloodthirsty screaming jihadists. And it's a more insidious threat. Rather than, than seeing folks charging toward you with a, uh, with a machine gun, and that that it takes very little uh, little trouble to recognize it. It takes very little ability to recognize that as a threat. 
what we face today are much more complex, but no less, uh, with no less as fearful an outcome. The only problem is, is that the problems that we face today uh, are a lot of times uh, wrapped up uh, in confusing uh, outer wrappers, and uh, not only that, but they are they're working on the nation uh, in a less visible means, a lot like rust is working on the nation. And if you, uh, when you see uh, when you see a napalm uh, bomb go off, you see the the flames, and you see the the people running out of the flames on fire, etc. All right. Uh, if you see the jihadists rushing ashore, you you can see the the guns in their hands and them shooting, etc. That's that's easy to understand. But the threats that we face now are more like rust, rust that is inside the bolt holes on uh, the steel girders and underneath the paint and uh, on and on, and it's quietly destroying the nation. So. Every once in a while, I would like to kind of uh, give you some ideas of what of the things that we do face and uh, and what's going on uh, with the nation. And we have right now we have the Senate hearings <clears throat> coming on, and uh, Elena Kagan was uh, the president's pick to join the Supreme Court, and uh, this is a very serious. Uh, a very serious job that she would be taking on, a very serious position. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys have heard that uh, this last week that uh, the Supreme Court had said yes, that it is uh, the right of peoples uh, across the nation to have firearms. But that was a very narrow victory, 45. In the dissent, it was uh, written that there is no need for folks to have firearms. <clears throat> Kagan is uh, one of the folks that, uh, well, let's uh, let's start off with this. You remember uh, last year, uh, Sotomayor was asked by Pat Leahy during the confirmation hearing. He said, is it safe to say that uh, you accept the Supreme Court's decision? This was in the Heller decision as establishing that the Second Amendment right is an individual right. Is that correct? And uh, Sotomayor said, uh, yes, sir. You know, she agreed with that. All right. <clears throat> now, you can contrast this to the Chicago case, where Sotomayor joined the dissent in stating, I can find nothing in the Second Amendment text, history, or underlying rationale that could warrant characterizing it as fundamental insofar as it seeks to protect the keeping and bearing of arms for private self-defense purposes. All right. Uh, if you contrast it together, you'd first you'd have to say that uh, apparently she lied to Senator Leahy and said whatever she thought she needed to say to get confirmed, which is why our senators need to heavily look at Kagan's record, not only what she might say uh, during these hearings, but what she has done in the past, what she has written in the past. I posted a little bit earlier, I posted a uh, a uh, contact for you on here for the uh, 
uh, Gun Owners of America. And uh, all it's all we're all they're asking you to do is go there, and uh, you can use the the system they have set up there to send a uh, a an email to your senators and congressmen, asking them to please uh, to do a good job during this uh, confirmation and not to uh, approve it by rote. We're talking about a judge that's going to sit for life. For life. <clears throat> All right. And uh, instead of a five to four decision in favor of folks having the right to own a firearm for self-defense, it could easily be a five to four decision against that. These are very important times that uh, that we're living in and very dangerous times. So, <clears throat> so it's very important that you are involved, uh, not just in waking up your nation, but in becoming active and making sure that you are directly involved in protecting the freedoms and liberties uh, that you guys uh, that were handed down to us by the founding fathers, and this is why we're doing this. This is why uh, we're working so hard. It's to make sure uh, that that these rights, these freedoms, and these liberties do not disappear. That they do not uh, get voted away. The as I said, the Supreme Court justice position is one for life. <clears throat> All right, we've got uh, we've got a guest tonight uh, that uh, I've asked to come on because uh, she's done a great deal uh, over the last few years in pushing the idea of sovereignty, not just uh, uh, for the states and uh, and for our nation, but the idea of sovereignty uh, all across the world. And uh, she's been invited to uh, to speak uh, to several different nations. And uh, I'll let uh, I'll let her tell you about it. Uh, Marietta, welcome to the show. Yes. Well, thank you, Scout, and I appreciate everybody that's joined us tonight. I see we have 37 users online already. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Yeah, we got uh, we got quite a few folks uh, tonight, and I want to thank uh, uh, Scuzzy and Western Rose. Uh, Scuzzy, I talked to him uh, about helping out with the uh, with the mass mailing. You know, the reminding uh, the mm -hmm. reminder sent out by the mass mailers. And uh, he did some work on that, and he got it fixed tonight. So I believe the message got out to a lot of folks. Well, folks, uh, this is uh, Marietta Abels, and she's a member of the uh, Apple Feed Project. And yes, uh, she's done a great deal of work uh, making sure that that everybody that she can grab a hold of uh, understands the uh, the concept of sovereignty and why it's important. Uh, 
tell us what you're working on right now, if you would, Marianne. Okay, um, I'm trying to figure out who enforces our Constitution. But that's a big, big subject. Um, I wanted to touch on the uh, Kagan decision since you introduced me with that. Um, it's all great and wonderful that the Supreme Court made that decision, but as the uh, National Association for Gun Rights newsletter that came out today uh, brings forward is the devils in the details. According to what the Justice Alioto and the court was saying in its decision, is your right to keep and bear arms is fundamentally guaranteed so long as you abide by the state and federal laws which restrict those same rights. And that's where I come in. <laughs> Why are these states even making these laws? And this is a question that takes us direct, directly into our national sovereignty because from the research and stuff I've done, the issues are being generated because of the United Nations Treaty by organizations at the local level. And right. one organization or one project, I should say, that's being implemented across the country right now is called the Cool Mayors Program. And they're expected to implement one item every other year from the uh, Agenda 21 and Millennium Development Goals with the United Nations Treaties. And they're presented in media as warm and fuzzy, wonderful projects. And people follow them hook, line, and sinker because they are presented as such. Um, I can give the example when they uh, decided to ban guns in, in England, or in Europe, England it is, the uh, non-government organizations all got together and they did a media blitz to make the people feel guilty for even owning a weapon. And the people, right. the people actually laid down and voluntarily turned in their arms for the most part. There's very few, very little resistance and gun control passed because of the media blitz. And these items that are being introduced in our country because the United Nations treaties are being handled in the same manner. So you right. have non-government non organizations, and I'll just to throw out names for the sake of names. Um, they, uh, the American uh, Cancer Society, nothing to do with guns. Okay, right. but if you take if you take American Cancer Society and put it in quotes in a search engine, then the plus sign. Then the acronym ECOSOC stands for Economic and Social Council ECSOC. You will see that the American Cancer Society is part of the Economic and Social Council as an NGO. They hold consultative status. And as such, they are required by contract to implement United Nations laws in our country. Right, right. So the laws are going through going through the back doors uh, mm -hmm. into the different exactly. organizations and coming out uh, on this end. I like that big money laundering scheme. Only instead of uh, instead of money being laundered, we have our no, rights being laundered. It's money too. I wrote an article recently that was published on Freedom Advocates, 
And let's see what to call here. Um, I had it up here a while ago. The uh, anyway, it explains how the uh, NGOs are how they work for the United Nations down to the ground level. And the money involved is in the billions. And this is, and a lot of times it's taxpayer money, but quite often it's foundation or grant money from people or organizations who want to see this agenda progress, such as George Soros, <coughs> um, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative. Um, a, a lot of these organizations are behind this helping the NGOs get set up, get funded, do the media blitzes, do the lobbying on their behalf. And it's all perfectly legal. So this is how it's happening. Okay, getting what everybody really wants to know is what can we do about it, I would think. Right, and, and that's exactly it. So what what can we do about it? First of all, let me let me tell let me uh, let me say this, you that this is not a just an American problem. I mean we have Absolutely uh, not. It's global. We have this across the globe, right. And uh, tell us uh, about the other uh, countries that you've been to recently to speak to them about this. Okay, I was in Bangkok, Thailand last November at a uh, United Nations Congress, which is a pre-meeting to where they take information to take back to a, a bigger United Nations meeting. I've been to uh, Brussels in, in Belgium, which is where the European Union is seated. I've been to The Hague in the Netherlands, and there's a video of that uh, speech online. Um, and that particular one, they actually, in December of 2009, the European Commission had uh, transferred or transformed itself from a uh, mutual business agreement of the 27 sovereign nations that made up the European Commission for free trade and free commerce and travel between the different countries into a constitutionalized entity, which is like a super state at this point, um, that's never been seen before on the planet, this type of, of government, in that the United States has states. And there's a federal government and the state government. Well, in the European Union, the states are still sovereign nations, but they're governed with the word governance from the European Union. They can make up their low-key laws, if you will. Um, they can make national decisions. They could do national trade. They have negotiators, ambassadors, just like a regular government. The difference is they are they're their main governance comes from the European Union, and in that process, the European Union can ask them to do it. They can tell them to do it and give them a two-year time limit, or they can just do it for them, whether the sovereign nation likes it or not. And in, by my definition, when they, when they just do it for them, whether the sovereign nation likes it or not, that's not a sovereign nation. But right. they, let them, they let them pretend like they're still sovereign nations. It's my best guess by the research I've done within five years, there will be no sovereign nations within the European Union. They will be a country in and of themselves if the euro su survives 
this economic crisis. Well, now, I wonder if it's going to be like, uh, uh, you know, kind of like uh, maybe it'll, the UN there will kind of look like the Vatican, you know, where they've, they've kind of uh, staked out a certain amount of the, the land there and they have their own uh, uh, United Nations type guards uh, in charge there. Now, when you spoke to the other these other nations, mm-hmm. what did they have to say about this? What do they want? Uh, what would they like to see done? Well, when I went to Brussels, I was quite surprised. I met with uh, some of the members of the European Parliament because they knew what was wrong, but they didn't quite understand as much as I did, and they were picking my brain. <clears throat> they can see it happening, but they couldn't identify it because it's so big. And that's why it's so hard for people to wrap their brain around what's happening because it's, it is so big. Um, but to, in order to do something about it, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and talk about how horrendously large this is. To do something about it, we have to start right at home because the Constitution of our country does not delegate the power to enforce the Constitution to Congress or to Congress, to the, the makers of the laws, nor does it delegate it to the judicial system, to the Supreme Court. Therefore, it's a right of the states. It's a requirement, a duty of the states to enforce the Constitution. Now, to try to get all the people in Appleseed, all the people in the Tea Parties, all the people who are not pleased with what our government's doing right now, to focus in that direction is nigh on impossible <laughs> because right. everybody has their own idea. <laughs> but it's something that we really need to look at. Whose job is it to enforce the Constitution? And according to the Constitution and how the rights are delegated, it is the responsibility of the states. We, I don't think we should go to our state legislature, but I do think we should go to the governor and the National Governors Association. There's okay, association. and how can, they, how can the National Governors Association okay. help? So one of the functions of the National Governors Association is to meet... I believe is at least quarterly through the year, and they're part of their legal responsibility not only to discuss what's going on in the states and what they need help from the federal government with, but is to ask the Congress for specific laws. And normally it's to help the states. Our roads are bad, our dams are bad, this, that, or the other, we need federal assistance. That's their function. So we go to the to the the people, go to the governors association in mass, like the Tea Party people went to Washington D.C., and you may have a reaction there. But unless the people understand what the problem is, it's I, I, I use this analogy quite a bit. If you're going to war, you don't know who the enemy is, you don't know where the battlefield is, you don't know what weapons are being used. How in heaven's name do you expect to win? We have to identify who we need to address this issue with, and I believe it's the Governors Association. What we need to ask for and what, 
how we have to do it so that we work within the realm of their policies and procedures so that they're allowed to listen to us and react accordingly. Right, and to me, that's one of the main problems that we face is that the 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 magnitude uh, of what's going on is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is so clouded and so intertwined with uh, yeah. with camouflage and googly goop that you just you don't see it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was reading uh, a report the other day, and I so believe it was Henry, Henry Kissinger that said this. He said that uh, that well, that what the United Nations, what they were getting ready to do, was so outrageous that nobody would believe it, even if you put it on the front page of the paper and told the people about it. So they had free they had free reign to do pretty much what they wanted because right. nobody was going to believe it. Right. Everything the United Nations does is, is transparent and to the point that they've done it, not that they're doing it. It's like the small arms treaty that's going on right now. If there's no information about it right now. They'll have their meetings. They'll make their consensus decisions. They'll announce the decisions and tell you what they did. Well, I believe that you are absolutely right, especially when you say that the the trust, the work is going to have to be done from the state. I, I completely believe that. It, it has to be yeah, the Constitution does not allow Congress to judge its own laws. It does not, it has never assigned to the Supreme Court the responsibility to judge our laws to see if they're constitutional. In fact, it is, it's not a Supreme Court responsibility to do that. It is the responsibility of the state. Right. Well, we preach that at the apple seeds. Uh, you know, all the apple seeds, especially the ones that I do, I said that right. <laughs> the change, whatever change is going to come. Yeah, I talk to so many people and they want to write letters to the editor, write letters to their elected officials, and that's going to war to the wrong battlefield. You're talking to somebody right. that can't, cannot do anything. They can't do anything. It. They can't do anything. Even if they happen to accidentally... Uh, have one of those letters that you wrote to them fall out of their mailbox and fall into their hand, and the wind uh, tore open the thing and, and they read it. It's still nothing was going to get done, done because they're powerless to do anything. Right. They have no real power. All the power, the real power, lies uh, at the very bedrock uh, of this nation. That's within the state. And even below that, we tell folks, okay. if you're going to make a change, then make it starting in go out to your front yard. And look around mm-hmm. you in a circle and start a hundred feet from there, and then go out another hundred feet. Go out another hundred feet. First of all, you make sure that uh, that all of the entities that directly affect you, uh, that you know what they're doing, you've got a grip on what's going on, and that you're somehow involved in making sure that they're staying on the the straight and narrow. The school boards, uh, the city councils, making sure that they're staying on the straight and narrow. Making sure that you're that the highest uh, a uh, law enforcement official in your county uh, is the one you want there. That's the uh, county sheriff. Make sure that that sheriff is the correct one for that county. Uh, Make sure that sheriff wants And you keep wants working out from there. 
uphold, yeah, make sure every one of them wants to uphold the Constitution. Right. Not not right. just in not not just in lip service, but they actually want to uphold the Constitution, because what's transpired over the last few decades, the internal policies and procedures within Congress and many of our state legislative legislative bodies have been usurped by internal policies and procedures. And this is another area that is a, a serious issue that must be addressed, but I believe it has to start with the Governor's Association. And everybody knows we have lobbyists <clears throat> and that they want favors from Congress when there's a law being made. But very few people know or, or understand that we have advisors also, and they're governed by two different federal laws. There's the Lobbyist Act and the Federal Advisory Committee Act. Advisors have to be registered just like lobbyists. Congress hires advisors to advise them. Advisors can be quoted in laws. Nowadays, advisors actually write the laws like national health care or economic policy or immigration policy. All these laws are being written by the advisors who actually, if you look at who is registered as advisors, and there's about a thousand of them right now, they are either an organization that is, holds consultative status with the Economic and Social Council, which is part of the United Nations, or they're an employee of such an organization. And that's why we have lost control of our legislative process in Congress as long as United Nations organizations are representing their laws, they have excluded we the people from the lawmaking process. The congressman can listen to us, but because of the internal policies and procedures, they can't quote us. They can't do what we want because their hands are legally tied by technicalities that they can only do what the advisors have advised them to do because they paid those advisors to advise them. Oh man, you know this is one of those uh, this is one of those problems, and I guess you could liken it to uh, well, uh, to letting your say you let your garage go for forty five years, uh, mm -hmm. seventy five years, and. Uh, right. And then you realize that uh, it was about to consume you. It was no longer just a passive mess, but it, it developed its own uh, uh, malicious, aggressive intent and was about mm -hmm. to take everything else over. And you go outside and say, well, how am I, where am I going to get started? What am I going to do? Uh, you know, how am mm -hmm. I going to get started fixing this? And mm -hmm. the first thing you have to do is you're going to have to understand Now you're it's so huge, it's, uh, it's such a... Uh, a bulky beast. It's going to be hard mm -hmm. to wrap your your mind around it. But you get started at several mm -hmm. places. As we're as we're talking, I'm I'm clicking up the uh, uh, the www.sovereignty.net. Uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, several of these up there. Uh, and uh, let's see, you just did some too. So if you'll just uh, keep pasting one. those up. Yeah. Okay. Then. Uh, then folks can get started to getting an education. The first thing you're going to have to do is understand that there is a problem. Uh, yeah. yeah, because it, it's not 
it's not that Obama wants this immigration law or national health care. Obama and our legislature or Congress, their hands are tied because of, and I stress this, internal policies and procedures and legal technicalities. They, our country as a country will be punished by the United Nations if we don't implement these laws. So their hands are tied. They have to implement them, whether we like it or not. Right. Right. And then you have to realize that once there's, once there's a problem, you have to figure out how you can plug yourself in. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, too, mm-hmm. that uh, and, and most of the time I'm just I'm preaching to the choir here because we know this, but I'm going to tell if anybody new is listening, or even if you're listening and you don't understand sometimes or you forget what we're doing, this is what we're doing. There, I'm telling you, there's no way that uh, just uh, even even if every one of them of, of us on the forum, uh, and I think there's around 7,000 now, even if every one of them were working hard at this, it's not going to make a dent in it. Uh, we no, have to continue to do what we're doing, which is waking people up at every event. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting the news out and getting, yeah, getting people uh, to wake up and not just them, making sure that they have a, a firm grip on the Appleseed policy, the Appleseed theory of the seventh step, which is once you're awake, once you're awake and you've seen the problem, uh, it's your duty to go out and grab two other guys, two other girls, mm-hmm. and let them know that there is a problem and they got to get started uh, working on a solution now, mm-hmm. right now, not tomorrow or next week or... Uh, when they get the new job or when they get their house finished, uh, we have to start now. If we have any hope of beating the train across the tracks, we've got to start now. We've got to start waking the folks up right now, this very second. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I've been reading, uh, as far as, uh, you know, we're talking about the big beast, the, the huge beef that it is. Well, uh, try, to look at it, try to look at it in smaller bites. <laughs> because right. Otherwise, you'll overwhelm yourself and you'll go, what's the point? I can't, stay, I can't stop this. Pick and choose your battles. If, you're, if you have well, children in school, look at your education system. Um, may I plug my Facebook page? Because I've got a lot of educational material there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, get that up on the cha- on the. Uh, hey in the chat room so that we can see that. And then uh, if it's easy to remember, give it to us uh, verbally too so we'll know. If you have Facebook, um, type in my name, Marietta Abels, with no space in the middle, just just Marietta Abels, and it will bring up my page and you can join. Okay. Now, what I do on the wall, which is the main page it comes up, is I post what I believe is current, pertinent um, news articles from news organizations from all over the world. But in my notes section, I put educational material. And I've got a three-part series there on uh, what's ha- transpired in our educational system that dates back to the mid-40s of how the United Nations started undermining our school system. If you want to address your school system, go read those notes. Understand what's happened, how it happened, 
what the school system's dealing with without even realizing it because they've come in. It's like people starting school right now uh, or starting college right now. They've there's there's things in in our life that they never knew weren't there. <clears throat> These people on the school boards were not on the school boards in the 1940s. They don't know how it used to be. They think this is normal because when they took the office, they said, well, this is how it is, and they just took it and rolled without question. Right. So go read this in, in educational information about the school system. It's a three-part series on my notes section, and then you'll understand what's transpired and what you have to address within your school system to get it back to where how about, education is uh, propaganda. How about the, the cool mayors uh, program? Uh, mm -hmm. You had mentioned that when you and I were talking earlier, and it is one of the. It's also one of the ways that the uh, Agenda 21 items uh, are being okay. worked in to your neighborhoods. Huh? Okay. No, it's, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, it's a cool mayor's program. Is uh, uh, where a mayor of a community signs a contract with the uh, ICLE, ICLEI, excuse me. And that's the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. Yes, it's United Nations. Um, they have to, and this is just one way that they are enacting the Agenda 21. They have to sign a contract that uh, enacts a green agenda item. Um, what's the common hot, hot topic word is green agenda. But it's sustainable development is also, and it's more under that. But every year, they have, or every year or two years, they have they have a, a, a list of seven items to pick from. And every one or two years, they pick an item and they work on it for that one or two years, and they implement that. And then the next time, they go to the next one in order to complete the program. Every one of those items are the Agenda 21 items. It might, it might address high-density housing, traffic congestion, open space where access is not allowed, government partnering with favored private businesses and nonprofit agencies using your tax money, um, undermining the constitutional administration of the government. Uh, manage, it accomplishes managing control of your, of your daily life. Um, an example I can give is... Uh, like New York City's uh, banning salt in restaurants. I mean, how how detailed do you want this to get? Well, that's what it amounts uh, to. Right, right, and and I'm telling you guys that I know uh, I know that in today's systems that uh, you get bombarded right and left, up, down, front, behind, with information. And, uh, mm -hmm. and you hear every single thing in the world, and how do you know what's true and what's not and uh, what's real and what isn't? Uh, because you're going to get told uh, by folks, uh, you're going to get told a, a thousand different stories. The only answer is for you to go to the folks that have uh, wrapped this up into a package uh, like Mary, mm -hmm. take a look at the uh, website. We're putting it up here on the chat uh, for 
for you guys because we would like you to uh, to hit these uh, tonight, and nobody's expecting you to uh, to become an immediate scholar. But if you'll take okay. a look at the sites and uh, and at least just, see, go ahead. I just posted a link, and the end of it is members slash member list. And what that site is is where it lists by state the cities that have adopted the Cool Mares program. And there's quite a few in Texas, but I know we've, tonight we've got people from all over the world because I've had emails of people from my website have tuned in. One guy from Scotland is here. So I'll say hello to Scotland. And um, there's a link for the international, too. I'll go ahead and post that as soon as I can for him. Um, yeah, because this isn't, uh, uh, if, you, if, you, if you miss the beginning of it, we want to make sure you guys understand that this is not, uh, this problem is not just for America. Now, we're certainly we're one of the biggest targets because we're one of the we're one of the few countries that can actually do could actually do anything about this before it got shoved down everybody else's throats. But it affects uh, all of the nations in the world today uh, because because anytime you have uh, folks, there's always somebody. Uh, or some group that thinks they know best for folks. And the United Nations <clears throat> apparently has decided it knows uh, what is best. And I'm not going to tell you that they don't do some good stuff for folks. They I, do. Not... They do. And a lot of people have said, well, we should kick them out of the country and leave the United Nations and, and burn the buildings down or rent them out, give, give the buildings to the homeless people, whatever. I disagree. We I think are you need to keep your, I need to keep somebody close, somebody like that close to you, so you can keep a good close eye on them. Right. What we need to do is is to keep them out of our legislative bodies. That's where the problem has has exploded. Is they have come into our legislative bodies through the Federal Advisory Committee Act, and they are literally in control of our Congress and many of our states now because of the of how the internal policies and procedures are done that, yes, we can write letters to our legislators in Congress or state. We can call them. We can send them faxes. And we can fill the buildings with paper or tea bags or whatever you want. But legally and technically, they're only allowed to listen to those advisors. Right. Now, one of the things that... Uh of course, there's always a hot-button issue for folks is, is the firearms. And, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the United Nations is mm -hmm. heavily invested uh, in, uh, in trying to, to make sure that they tell folks what their mm -hmm. rights are regarding firearms. And their message is, is that no, uh, no individuals... No one other than the the military of the government uh, and the law enforcement agencies uh, of that federal government have the right uh, to have firearms. And they're not just putting this out uh, uh, as a paper and saying this is what we believe. They're backing it up with billions of dollars uh, mm -hmm. and doing everything they can and attacking it from all different angles. You know, recently... 
Uh, I'm sure that a lot of you folks uh, that have been shooting, you'll notice that uh, there's not uh, a huge amount of surplus ammunition out there for you to get. Well, mm -hmm. the United Nations took it upon itself uh, to twist the arms of all of the folks that were selling uh, surplus ammunition to the United States and got them to stop. Uh, now, of course, a lot of folks didn't. Uh, China, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, Korea, South Korea, uh, they didn't. But a lot of other nations did. And uh, that was through the, the arm twisting of the United Nations. Uh, they've also gone after, and they're still going after, you know, when you were talking earlier about the green and... Uh, sustainable. They, uh, right, sustainable. Uh, they're going after shooting in the United States through that vein. Through the lead. Yeah, That's through right. The lead. Through the lead. They're trying to close down every single range uh, mm -hmm. in the United States by virtue of the fact... Waste, as a toxic waste it. site. There's a toxic waste site. And uh, and I'm telling you, they're having a good bit of impact on a lot of different ranges. Yes, they are. Because so, the local officials don't know the difference. And um, the, the way they create laws or create the opinions that they use to push these laws is with consensus. Consensus means they get a group of people together to agree on a predetermined conclusion. And I say that wholeheartedly, predetermined conclusion, group of people agree on it. That's a consensus. Right. Um, guns kill is a, pre, is a consensus decision. Or, or anything, any wild statement you want to make, salt kills, is a consensus decision. There doesn't have to be any science behind it. Um, Many of you know that I was got involved in this because I was involved in the uh, battle against the tobacco laws. Um, the tobacco laws, we have uh, the studies that were used to form the consensus reports for uh, the tobacco legislation, and they're actually the the studies are actually online. But uh, if you want to actually go look at them to see that I'm not lying to you, what they are is questionnaires. And they ask questions like, and they, they typically look for people over 50 to ask these questions of. Um, how much smoke were you ex exposed to as a child in your home? How much smoke were you exposed to in a uh, vehicle um, at work? Okay, stop and think about it. That's asking questions that are expecting answers for decades-old vague memories, and there's no measurement. Were you exposed to blue room smoke or a father that smoked a cigar a month? That question is not asked. It's just how much smoke were you exposed to and the person arbitrarily answers based on what they think is too much or not enough, not on a baseline to start with. Right. And, the, dealing with and all, of, yeah, all of the science behind this, well, there is no science behind it. All exactly. of the uh, questionnaires questionnaires is what they're calling science. That's the point right. I'm trying to make. And have you been to the UN site? Uh, have you seen the, the artwork that they have there? Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, the pistol with a twisted barrel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen all of it because I, I, 
I hit hundreds of sites a day. Um, I I easily spend 40 hours a week on the computer doing research and doing homework. So, but I I do spend a good amount of time on the UN site, yeah. Because anything I say, I I have to take it directly back to the UN. Otherwise, I'm not credible. I can't say that Joe Schmuck said it. I can't say that uh, the town council said it. I can't say that the Congress said it. I have to go right back to the UN or I'm not giving my listeners the truth. And on my Facebook page, I've taken every single national issue we have and taken it completely back to the United Nations to show that it actually originated there. Our national health care originated at the United Nations was written by the Apollo Group, which is holds consultative status with the Economic and Social Council, and was rammed down our throats, whether the people liked it or not, because it was a United Nations agenda item. And the same thing's going to happen with everything else Obama has on this agenda until they vote him out. And the next president won't be any different. They've been doing this since Bill Clinton. It's just getting worse. It's getting more noticeable. Hello? It says I'm still connected. Can you hear me? I cannot hear you. I just asked the question online, can you hear me? Okay, (laughs) I cannot hear Scout. (laughs) I've lost Scout. (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) Okay, I'll continue. (laughs) Um, Scout said he was using his cell phone tonight because he's on the road. He may have lost his battery. So now I feel like I've taken over the show. Scout, please plug your phone in. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm 52 minutes. Okay. The idea that we can stop this with one big protest is not going to happen. We've seen that with the 2 million people at the Tea Party in Washington, D.C., This is going to take a grind movement. Just like the people that have transformed our country into what it is now have ground us down to achieve what they have achieved over the years. And I do mean decades. This has been going on since before Clinton, well before Clinton. Um, you You can't stop it overnight. You can't stop it with one letter. You can't stop it with one radio show. You can keep talking about it to make your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor neighbor aware in such a manner that you don't scare the bejesus out of them and you don't come off sounding like worse than Alex Jones, who's a very radical news person. Uh, A lot of people think he's the next best thing to apple pie. Other people are just terrified of him. You can't terrify people into action in that manner. You slowly educate. You slowly inform them. You slowly, and I mean slowly, don't tell them more than they're ready to hear because you'll turn them off. 
And if you turn them off, you've lost them. That's the worst thing you can do. You can't attack somebody and expect a positive result. You get more action or, or more satisfaction with honey than you do with vinegar. It's a very true saying. Scout, please fix your phone. <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble here. Um, the idea is to understand it yourself well enough that you can teach the next person. And Appleseed will give you an excellent foundation, an excellent foundation to understand how valuable this country and our governing documents, our Constitution are. They will help you understand why it's so important that we care and defend and take back our country. What you do okay. with that information. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a, a swarm of black helicopters that showed up outside the window. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've, I'm doing the show uh, on the road tonight. I'm, in, uh, I'm calling from my cell phone in a hotel room. And uh, the, uh, I guess when the, the air conditioning kicked on, I guess that was enough to uh, interrupt whatever signal I had. So, mm -hmm. so I'm back, and uh, and I'm just uh, and I want to thank you for for carrying on there. And uh, <laughs> well, I didn't have much choice. <laughs> yeah. but you, got, you came back right as I was praising <laughs> Appleseed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a great job, I told you, uh, you would be doing too. Listen, uh, and. I want to make sure that folks understand that we're not telling you that uh, that the United Nations is bad. We're not telling you no. when we talk no. about the government that the government is bad. What no, we're telling, we're telling you, you is we have a problem. We have yeah, a we've got a problem, and that every single every government, every every system will try to expand and continue to expand and continue to expand and to limit you. Uh, because that is the nature of the beast, and that is why it is so yeah of government. That's why it is so important for you to understand. And I focus this at every apple seat that mm -hmm. the government is not the president. The government is not your senators. It's not your congressmen. It's not any of the alphabet agencies. Uh, it is the the folks who are right there on the line with me. That mm -hmm. is the government, and that's why it's that's so important for everybody are. to take it upon themselves to be involved in the process of running the government and the process of making sure that uh, your your freedoms, your liberties, and your rights uh, mm -hmm. are not continually limited. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, there's another legal, now understand, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm a paralegal by profession. Um, there's another, and that doesn't make me an expert, but maybe a half a toenail up on others. Um, there's a legal issue that you need to be keenly aware of that people in general are not aware of. When you see the words capitalized, United States of America, that is our government the Scout just referred to. But in Washington, D.C., there is a corporation called the United States. And that corporation is part of the problem. 
it's part of the problem in that that corporate entity is taking on legal responsibility to run this country on behalf of us. Right. Uh, I'm going to bring uh, Sam on with us just in case okay. uh, in case aliens abduct me again and uh, <laughs> oh. you know, have a we have a seamless switch over there. Sam, welcome to the show. Evening, Scott. Evening, Marietta. Evening, Sam. Nice to talk to you again. Uh, likewise. Jump right in. You've been listening, so jump right in and uh, and give us your take on this. Well, I, I think a lot of it, uh, Marietta put real well a little while earlier, you have to feed it to people at a pace that they can understand and tolerate. And because if you jump right in both feet, you're just going to choke them to death, aren't they? are going to spit it out and walk away. Yeah, you can't. I, I tell people that are really gung-ho, um, have the Alex Jones syndrome, if you will, that just want to explode in your face and, and tell you everything that's wrong with the world in, in three sentences. You can't completely destroy a person's foundation, their faith in church, God, community, or government. And expect a positive reaction. Exactly. Exactly. You cannot do it. If you try to do that, you will turn off everybody who is listening. Because where are they going to work at? Where their strength going to come from? Right. Exactly. It's not going to come from the person they're listening to because you already scared to be Jesus out of them. Now I just got through with a. Uh, I just got through on Friday uh, myself. Uh, Tommy Newton and uh, Chuck Leeming uh, were out in Fredericksburg. And uh, we spent about a good eight hours. Uh, I think they spent a little bit longer than me because they were there uh, a little bit earlier setting up. We spent about eight hours <laughs> filming uh, uh, like a 10-minute, 10, 10 or 15-minute section of a, a mm-hmm. part of a documentary. And it's called uh, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. And... Uh, and it speaks about these exact same things. And it doesn't try to overwhelm you. It just gives, uh, oh, there's probably, I would say, 15 to 20 interviews that they do uh, during the course mm-hmm. of this. And they talk to a lot of good folks. Cause we had to, we got a lot of good folks involved in this documentary, uh, mm-hmm. including uh, Senator Key from Oklahoma. We've got uh, Sheriff Mack, uh, uh, Edward Griffin, uh, it's all bright. Uh, it's a, a huge number of folks, and a lot of folks uh, uh, that talk about uh, a lot of faith-based uh, mm-hmm. interviews. And you know, I talked to the, when I first started talking to the director about it. Uh, I wasn't sure if we should do it or not because it it has a lot of stuff that it brings up, but it doesn't try to destroy the folks. Uh, by telling them that they are already uh, down in the, the 25th level of Dante's Inferno and there's no escape. Uh, it tells them, kind of, it, it says, look, here's a quick overview of what's going on, and we need you guys to start paying attention and helping out. And then the Appleseed portion comes at the very end, and it's about 10 to 15 minutes, and it just talks about the solution. And it mm-hmm. says that... Uh, that there are a lot of different ways you can you could help, but uh, of course we suggest apple seed, and uh, I have a lot of faith in 
in this film, and I think it's going to do a lot of good. Uh, I believe they they already have a uh, a deal with Netflix. I think the last one that uh, went out like this went out to over a million folks, and uh, and I believe the one the the one before it had won an Emmy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that this is going to be a good a, a good documentary, and it's heavily supported uh, by the Patriot movement and by the constitutionalist movement. <laughs> but it doesn't try and and overwhelm you. Just like Sam was saying earlier. And like you were saying too, is that you can't just you can't get a big sign and say the UN is a problem, uh, and that's the end of your your answer mm-hmm. to it, the end of your warning. Uh, right. You have to give them little bits and pieces, like we were just talking about, which is make sure that you are involved locally. Make sure that you understand. Go to the go to the website that uh, Marietta has posted. And then on that website, there's there are additional links. And don't feel like you have to bury yourself in this and do a uh, you know a 48 hour nonstop. Uh, um, any of those uh, links that you and I provided will uh, Freedom Advocates and Foundernet will give them a college to university level education if they just take their time and read it. Now, I have a question from the chat room. Um, is, may I address that? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, the question in the chat room is from Switzerland or from somebody who wants to know about Switzerland. They want to know how the gun control, let me get back to it. Um, question, how has the United Nations affected Switzerland with their gun rights, if at all? In Switzerland right now, there is a nonprofit organization, the non-government organizations are blitzing the media with articles about suicide and gun accidents, and they're laying the groundwork to mentally, uh, with propaganda, to mentally set these people to turn against guns. And that, if you watch Switzerland over the next few years, because it doesn't happen overnight, it's a slow grind, like I was saying earlier, we're not going to change this overnight. They don't change it overnight either. The slow grind in Switzerland has started. I hope that answers your question. And the okay. person who asked. Yeah. Well, like we said at the beginning of the show, this isn't this is not a problem that the United States faces alone. Uh, every no. nation is facing this. And and it, it, it I guess there's a good chance that it'll get uh, awfully ugly before it gets any better. But for it to get better, we have to realize that there is a problem, and that the the encroachment of the governing bodies is going to have to be limited by the actual governors, uh, the governing body of this nation, which is the people. Uh, exactly. Today, the folks. Uh, Americans have gotten so far removed from the understanding uh, of their responsibility to the nation. Uh, they are, everybody that I talk to is so ready to delegate that responsibility. It's sickening. Everybody mm-hmm. is so ready to say, listen, that's something for my senator, my congressman to figure out. That is, that's the kiss of death. Uh, it, would you like for your senator or your congressman 
would you should you take your your 401k and just hand it to them in cash and say, can you figure out how to invest this for me? Uh, I don't think anybody would do that. And you should think just as hard about it when you're talking about your rights. You should be just as involved as you can. And, and like like we're saying, you're not going to be expected uh, to become a uh, a a internet scholar on this, but mm-hmm. you can. Uh, uh, you you guys are not idiots. You can go to these to the sites. You can read the information posted there, and you can get a good grip on it. Not over the whole thing, but you can get a good grip on it one bite at a time. And that's what we're asking you to do. Uh, can we're I, asking can you, I bring up? A, yeah, yeah, go right in. That's exactly what we need to do. To do I agree. There is another serious issue that I would like to make people aware of, and that is that there's a move within the states. Um, It's in Nebraska. It's uh, Legislative Bill 1015, and I'll post the link for it here. Um, It explains it pretty good. They want to change the Electoral College of how we elect a president from within the states. When it comes to your state, whatever it is, you need to make sure that your state legislature knows that you do not want the electoral college changed instead of the states electing. Um, As I understand it, it would be, instead of the, how do I say this? The states have the uh, exclusive and complete power to decide a method of awarding their electoral votes. The current, and I'm reading from part of the article here. The current system encourages the presidential candidates to concentrate their efforts on the battleground states. Two-thirds of the states are ignored in the presidential elections. So what they want to do is change it so that it, it isn't isn't going to be how the Constitution is set it out to be. <clears throat> well, this is something be, that you should you should be I talking to. I just discovered it this afternoon. Yeah, I've just I was I'm not real up on it because I just discovered it this afternoon. Um, the states, let's see, the compact that they're discussing would take effect once it is enacted by the states processing a majority of electoral votes. The states representing 23% of the necessary 270 electoral votes already have enacted it. So instead of the states electing, the people in the states electing, I want to say this right, I'm not sure I'm going to, so please do go read the article in case I misstate. Instead of the people uh, votes counting towards how the electoral college is going to vote, it will be the the, uh, electoral college only, irregardless of the people's vote. Well, somebody just brought up. Go ahead. The the concept is it takes it away from the people completely, and that that's why I'm trying to make people aware of it. Well. One of the folks here in the chat said that uh, 
folks are frustrated and don't realize that the Constitution sets up the framework, and they're right. And, well, and they don't the realize that, how the framework is being undermined, and that's what I talk about. Um, I posted a link there uh, from the uh, CICLIE primer thing, um, how the NGOs and CSOs are, are abusing the system. Um, the link ends in the number 405-403. I wrote that article um, in April, <laughs> and it's quite an education in and of itself of who's chipping away at our Constitution and how they're changing it, what's the structure behind it. And, and it is global. It's not national. It's global. This is a global problem, and the whole world is looking to us to do something about it because if it, we can't stop it here, nobody can stop it. The, I mean, I'm serious. The world is counting on us to stop this. Right, they don't they want it been, any more than we do. They don't they want it any very, more than we do. They've been very scared uh, lately because mm -hmm. of our, our inactivity on this and on many other things and a lot of bad decisions uh, that our government mm -hmm. has made lately. Uh, the Yeah, we take a lot of flack from a lot of nations, and we get a lot of mouth from a lot of nations. But you know what? Uh, I've heard just as much talking to folks saying, uh, yeah, you know, we're not always happy with the United States doing this or doing this. But, but they say, we depend on the United States to make sure that, uh, that things don't get worse. We depend on the United States to help safeguard our rights. This is other countries. They're, they're depending on us to safeguard their rights in their country. And right now, we're falling down people. on it. Yeah, I work with people in Italy that absolutely depend on our voice because if their government says or does something the citizen disagrees with, if the citizen publicly speaks out in disagreement in any way, they can be imprisoned for 20 years for just disagreeing with the government. They count right. on us to speak up. <laughs> well, we uh, we are a we are an anchor uh, for the world, and you guys, the Appleseed folks, and then all of the folks that Appleseed is going to affect uh, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year are the anchors for this nation. And that's why, uh, that was the whole point of the show tonight. What I'm telling you is that uh, it seems like like the dangers that we face are, uh, are very nebulous, very uh, uh, unable to define them. And in a lot of cases, it's, you're right. But they are no less dangerous uh, than napalm, or, or jihadists with uh, machine guns in their hand. They're no less dangerous. The outcome will ultimately be the same for us uh, if we don't do something about it. Like I said, normally we don't, normally we don't talk about uh, bills or yeah, icebergs <laughs> or agendas and stuff like that. But, uh, but I think it's very important uh, that you realize that the reason we're doing this is not for some uh, for some vague uh, cliche of, 
our rights and our liberty and waving the flag. It's for a very real purpose. And that's to make sure that we are getting, that we're waking folks up, that we're getting you out of your chair, that, you're, that we're telling you, hey, listen, this week there's going to be something more important uh, than a baseball game or a football game or, or washing your car, et cetera. And that's going to be an Appleseed Black Market Ship event. All right, you're going to go to that event. You're going to set yourself a goal of improving your rifle marksmanship. And then, without you really knowing about it, we're going to interject into that uh, rifle marksmanship instruction the fact that, that you have an obligation to this nation. You have an obligation, by being an American citizen, by being an American, you have an obligation uh, to protect, to safeguard, the rights, the freedoms, and the liberties that were they were handed to you from those who came before you, and who you are expected to hand off to those who come after you. And the way you're going to do it is at the apple seed. You're going to wake up, and then you're going to start seventh stepping. I mean, you're going to start waking other folks up. And while you're waking them up, you're going to come into contact with folks like Marietta and. Uh, and Sam D and Savage Shooter and uh, Hawk Haven and everybody else, and you're going to start getting an education on what the problem is and how it can be solved. Yes, at the very bottom of it, here's the answer: is apple seed. Making apple sure seed, that's it. Making sure you're apple seeding 24 hours. Making sure you're getting mm-hmm. folks on the line get them out of their chairs, get them on the line, get them to understand that there is a problem and that they are the solution, that the we, the people mentioned in that document, are the solution. So at the very bottom of the line or at the very top of the list, that's what you're going to do. But during the course of that, you're going to get woken up, you're going to talk to people, you're going to start networking and finding out what it is I need to do. Okay, all right, now I, got, now I understand. I, I listened to Marietta. And uh, I understand that now I need to get an education on this because I need to start working uh, on changing things at my community level. Okay, all right, I'm with that. I'm down with that. I'm going to start working on that. And, uh, and you're going to start plugging yourself in so that you can make a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Walking around without any knowledge of what's going on, even if you wanted to make a difference by yourself, uh, there's very little that you could do unless you were going to go some uh, uh, some route that we're not even going to talk about. There's very little that you could do. Mm-hmm. But this is how you're going to get started. <clears throat> All right, Sam? Yes. <clears throat> when you talk to folks uh, about the well, – let me, let me put it like this. Whenever I have, we have an, uh, an Appleseed event, and we talk to folks. And a lot of folks are, they're actually, the folks that show up at events are actually the best folks in the world. Yes, they, they show are. up, and they, uh, me, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the best folks in the world. They want to do something, but they don't know exactly what to do. And uh, and you and I have talked about this before, Sam. When when you get through, at the end of the, at the, end of the weekend, you're given the benediction. And uh, you can see the lights beginning to turn on in these folks' heads. Hello? 
Yeah, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm I, that, that, that was another one of my, my famous uh, handoffs, my famous segues. Sam and I were talking about this the other night. So. Anyway, let me try that again. So, Sam, <laughs> Sam, you can see the light turn on in their heads, can't you? Oh, yeah. You can tell. It's, it's pretty easy to tell. Uh, what you have to be able to do is, is, to, is to keep that light on without burning out the bulb. And uh, get people awake, get them aware of their surroundings, get them to know just what's going on in every part of their life as far as, as politics goes. Politics being a relationship of people to those who are in authority over them. And they need to be involved in it at every level. They need to know what their mayor's doing. They need to know what their school board's doing. They need to know what the state legislature's doing, the Congress. And I try to push them locally here because it's easy. I know all the players, and I can point to different things. And after a while, they start catching on, and their range becomes larger. There's nothing wrong with pointing them to start local because they can get real involvement there. And once they get really involved, that fire gets stoked good. They start expanding their horizons. When they start questioning the school board, then they start questioning the county commission. Then they question the state legislature, then the governor. So just build slow with the fire and don't dump on too much wood or you just get a big cloud of smoke. And it can take forever to get the flames back up. So just start small. Okay, that's my segue back, Scout. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. With Sam and I have only been doing this for about uh, a year and a half now, so uh, <laughs> we will end up learning how to do this right. Don't you worry. Uh, the uh, yeah, and it's even hard. Yeah, it's hard for me, and I'm a pretty involved individual. But I'm telling you, it's hard for me. When mm -hmm. I started reading uh, the Agenda 21 from the in, from the United Nations. I started looking around for like a machete so I could try and, and hack my way through the through the jungle of it uh, because it is uh, and to me that was one of the things that really really scared me is that uh, they're not they're not trying to give you some guidelines on what you should do they're figuring out every single last movement every single thing you're going to do for everything, every drop of water, every cat, every mouse, every goat, uh, every square inch of land, every ear of corn, uh, they're figuring out how to control it. Mm -hmm. And that was, to me, would just put the absolute fear into me. And so whenever I look at that and I start reading that, I start thinking that, uh, oh, my gosh, my head is just, my head is hurting. Uh, I know that there's, there's got to be something. Isn't there a toilet that I can plunge or, you know, uh, is there a, a, a hole in the roof I can fix something besides having to deal with this? Uh, because that's the way it makes you feel is that, uh, uh, you know, you want to uh, you want to do anything you can not to do that, you know. And uh, like whenever I call my dog for a bath, <laughs> I call the dog. <laughs> I call the dog to take a bath, and it 
and the boss like looks away from me and starts scratching. And uh, I know he doesn't have an itch. He's just uh, he's trying to think of anything he can not to uh, quiet, not to uh, not to come to me and get in the bath. And that's about <laughs> the way that I feel out of it. That it's a huge problem, but but if you but don't identifying, start identifying who the enemy is, where the battlefield is, and what weapons are needed is the key to resolving the problem. Exactly. That's, that's the answers that we're looking for and what I've found through the, the progressive education that I've had over the last five years. Right, and don't think that your senators or your congressmen, that they are schooled on this. You better make Absolutely. sure that uh, when you find yeah, out so something... Yeah, go ahead. Most of them are not what's happening. They walk into their legislative seat, they go to a class that says, this is how it works, and you work within these primitives or you're going to get in trouble. Right. And that's all they know. Right. And it's your duty, and I tell folks this, uh, well, at every event, it's your duty to have a relationship uh, with your senators and your congressmen. Now, yeah, sometimes that they they're, they may not be doing the things that you want them to do. But you know, there are plenty of cases of them not doing the things you want them to do because they didn't know. They didn't know uh, that there was a problem or that this was a specific problem. So it's your duty to make sure that they are informed uh, of these types of problems, and then to make sure that they're doing something about it. Is uh, somebody have the their radio on? Let's get some feedback here. There you go. One thing that uh, will help a lot in that scout is if people will get to know some of the staffers on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. Not to disparage congressmen and senators, but most of them are just out there for show. You fill them up with air every morning and pop them out, and, and somebody puts their hand up the backside and makes the arms wave and the mouth moves, and that's called a staffer. That staffer tells them where they're going and what they need to do, and if you can influence that staffer, you'll influence that representative. How right you are. Something else that helps is if you look to see connection locally that, that is of great involvement with the whole thing. I was very fortunate here in Alamogordo. Uh, we had a, a UN control issue here a couple of years ago. They decided they wanted to take over our national monument, and we didn't care for it very much. And uh, we told them to take their World Heritage thing back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And we no, got a few people that were involved in it. And one of them actually... Uh, is a friend of Marietta's on her Facebook page, uh, Janet White, who's running for local county commission here. And she's done a lot to slowly feed these people information and how these things work so that they're maintaining some involvement and interest and not just getting tired of it and turning on the ball game and forgetting it. Right. You know, and, and, okay. Uh, and uh, like I said, and just like Sam said, as a matter of fact, what what he said was the absolute 
truth, and that is uh, when you start talking to your senators and your congressmen, etc., <clears throat> don't expect to talk to them. You're never going to talk to them. And believe me, you don't want to anyway. Uh, uh, you're going to, when you call that office, you're going to talk to one of the staff folks. All right? And they're going to be real people. And that is where you plug yourself in. When you talk to them, you you be nice. You 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 are very polite, and you tell them thank you for the job that they do, uh, and you call them on a fairly regular basis, and uh, and get to know them. And then I don't have to tell you folks how to do this. You know how to do this. Everybody almost inherently knows how to do this. You you become uh, you develop a relationship with them. You ask about their kids. You uh, uh, you tell them thanks for uh, for something that the senator did, and you tell them thanks for it because you you know that they're the real uh, reason that he did it. Uh, and you use those folks to help get your information uh, to the, your representatives because uh, that's the only way it's going to happen. And don't think that you're going to to call them up and threaten them or yell at them, anything else like that. Because, number one, uh, that's, just, that's just wrong. And, number two, once you do that, they don't have to listen to you anymore. They can just hit the, they can hang up on you right there. Yep. Uh, and you get nothing accomplished, nothing. Uh, even if you don't like the person, you should still develop a relationship with their staffers so that you can continue to get information to them and from them. You can get information from the staffers. And uh, we've talked about this several times before, and I've talked to the, the folks in the uh, congressional offices, and don't think that when you call that you're just one person, one lowly person calling to give your opinion on something, because you're not. Because they already have it figured out. Americans are so apathetic, they're so lazy, they're so unwilling to get involved that only one person will actually call uh, out of uh, maybe 5,000 people. That's all it's going to call is one. And yet that one person still represents how those folks think. So you call in with your one call, and, uh, and your one call is now transformed into representing uh, 500 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people. So don't think that your calls don't matter. Uh, and make sure that you are working on developing a relationship with your senators and your representatives. Let's, uh, let's grab a couple other callers so we can get them on. Uh, they may want to ask some questions of you, Marietta. Okay. Uh, area code 505, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, 505-986. Yeah, who's this? This is Warren in New Mexico. Am I talking to you? Yeah, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Um, I was a, a victim of one of Sam's uh, speeches way back about a year ago, and uh, I've been to a few apple seeds since, and I've uh, been trying to seventh-step it and educate myself all along here. Uh, Marietta really, really uh, gave me some great information today, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. Um my, you know, my questions is, you know, aside from the fact that it sounds like now we need to infiltrate our own government and uh, <laughs> get even more active uh, on a quiet sort of a way. Um, 
why aren't more of these things known to general public people? Well, Marianne and I were talking about that earlier, and 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 the answer was was kind of like what uh, what Henry Kissinger said, which was a lot of this stuff is so outrageous, we can just they can, they put it out there, they put it out there for anybody to read, and uh, and nobody's going to read it. Or when they read it, they think it's too crazy for folks to believe. Or it's buried uh, in the fourth or fifth paragraph of it. Uh, go ahead, Marietta. The mass media, meaning CNN, Fox, uh, and I do say Fox. I did not say wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, are very heavily sold by the liberals or progressives. Yes. And therefore, the advertising dollars that they get control their content. Um, if you go to the Clinton Global Initiative website, uh, let me pull that link up and I'll post it online, you can see that virtually every major news network, including Fox, is a member of the Clinton Global Initiative. They are progressive. They control what they want you to know. It's up to you when you hear something on the news to go to the source and then trace it back. Okay, are they talking about the United Nations? Go to the United Nations and trace it back. Are they mentioning a, a, an organization that you think might have something to do with it, uh, being the United Nations or what you disagree with? trace it back. The easiest way in, uh, to find out if an organization is affiliated with the United Nations or the Economic and Social Council is to put the name of the organization in a search engine, in quotes, in other words, quote, Red Cross, in quote, and then the plus sign, and then the E-C-O-S-O-C, Economic and Social Council, is what that acronym stands for. If they come up as working together, it'll come up in the search engine. And if they're working together, then you can see how they're working, if they're just providing uh, uh, advice or if they're holding consultative status or special consultative status. <coughs> there's, there's lots of ways you can trace these organizations and businesses. Businesses can also hold consultative status to see if they're really working for you or if they're working for the United Nations because that consultative status contract expressly requires that they must promote anything the United Nations tells them to promote. So it's a, uh, uh, a subtle um, insinuation into our basically government and, again, that usurpation of, uh, of the people's uh, influence. It's the usurpation of our entire national sovereignty. Um, it's it's uh, it's sidelining how much authority the citizen, we the people, have with our legislative bodies, because they're the ones that are the paid advisors to our Congress, and with the internal workings, the internal policies and procedures and legalities, because they are paid, Congress is paid to pays these advisors to advise them that's whose information they have to take. 
That's why, irregardless of how seriously we objected to the national health care plan, it's still passed. Yeah. That does illuminate a lot of uh, a lot of things here. I mean, you know, democracy is a messy business, and and uh, if we don't all pay attention to it and and get involved in making the mess, it's not going to work. That's the key, right there. Paying attention to it uh, and reading reading the stuff that uh, that we're listing for you guys to uh, to take a look at. You just said a, a word that I want to split hairs with you about. Okay. The United States government is a democracy. Okay. The media tells you that every day. Well, the they say it is, but yeah, that's it. To the point that you do not disagree. The United States of America is a republic. There, yeah. lies the, there lies the crux of the problem. It's two different legal entities. But the American people do not differentiate. They think they are both one and the same. Okay, I need to go back over and look at that in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look in the Constitution where it says that the federal government guarantees every state a Republican form of government. Exactly. Small r, but it does say it right there. I believe that's in Article 4. Again, mass media tells you every day that we are a democracy. When you hear uh, Obama speak, he tells you it is a democracy. The United States Corporation is a democracy. It's run by majority vote. But we ain't voting. But the United States of America is not in control of Congress. The United States of America is a republic. That is, you're you're legally, and I stress this, hair splitting legally. It is two separate entities, and you're trying to apply the Constitution and all the laws of our founding documents to a democracy. And for some reason, it just isn't working. You have to know where the war is, who your enemy is, where the battlefield is, and what the weapons are before you can win. As sounds long like, as you can't, as long as like, you don't know yeah. who you're at war with, how can you win? Right. Yeah, it's been uh, enemy terrain time and what we're going to be working on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nope. There you go. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody has any problems with the United States of America, the Republic. Our problems are with the United States Corporation, the democracy that's operating in D.C. And there's a big difference in what they are and what they do. Well, that would that would seem to be where uh, where part of my education is uh, beginning. <laughs> Thank you. Right, and we've now. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Marietta can tell you that uh, that we we've already signed uh, over 590 treaties with the United mm-hmm. Nations, and uh, and of course you can add to that all the executive agreements, the executive orders, on and on and on. Let, but, let, let me let me throw out a piece of education on that. Everybody knows what an executive order is. If the president signs an order, it's an executive order. We hear those all the time. 
and sometimes they're laws and sometimes they're how a government office will operate or if it's funded or not or whatever, you know, whatever the president decides. An executive agreement is how the president is bypassing treaties. He will right. do an executive agreement in place of a treaty that he cannot get ratified through the states or Congress. He'll do an executive agreement to do the treaty. So in addition to the signed 590-plus treaties, we have a boatload, and they don't have to disclose, so we, nobody knows how many, of executive agreements that we don't even know about. So that's government by fiat rather than by... Uh that's the, United States, that's the United States Corporation in business. Okay. That's not the United States of America, the Republic. The <laughs> let States, me, uh, let me. Uh, I'm going to have to wrap my mind around that one. Okay. Okay, I'm going to bring another caller on with this, too. Uh, area code 817 247, you're on the air. 817 247, you're on the air. All right, then. Uh, Area code seven one four. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm on the air. Hi, hi, Scout. Hi, Marianne. Hey, who is this? Hey, Johnny. Johnny Appleseed. Hey, Johnny. How are you oh, doing? I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm surprised you didn't call in earlier, man. You must have been sitting in your chair just burning up over this. Oh <laughs> well, we've been uh, we've been uh, typing in the boxes and having lots of fun getting acquainted. But I wanted to ask Marietta oh, if. Uh, Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Ask her, ask her Marietta, what you want to ask. Is the NAFTA, CAFTA, SAFTA, and all of these trade agreements, is that, all, is that all part of that same thing? Yes, it is. And that's I, the reason I, I, why. I, I re we also, if, and I can look it up and post it to the chat room real quick if you want me to. Tell me yes or no. Yeah, uh, we also have the North American Union project going too, but... Uh, in March, Mexico dropped out of it. They're going to go with the Latin American Union. So now it's just the United States and Canada. The North American Union will create a governance similar to the European Union in that Canada and the United States will retain its national sovereignty but be governed by the North American Union as the U European Union governs the 27 member states of the European right. Union. And is it true that the uh, that the European Union could be conquered with one paragraph according to the new EU constitution, which says um, all other laws, rules, constitutions, etc., are hereby subservient to the EU? Yes, sir. Yeah, should well, let's... You should have heard the chins drop when I read the excerpts from the, the, the Lisbon Treaty to them. Um, they were out... I knew more about their government than they did. They didn't. They oh, had you bet. No, I, they had no idea that they were no longer a commercial venture, that they were a conversation now. Well, thanks to folks like you and the Appleseed Program and everybody else that's out there, um, these people come to light, and as soon as you shine a light on them, they, they get underneath the rock again. Um, I think mm -hmm. that if, if we were to say that at some time in world history somebody wanted to control Earth, nobody would think we were crazy. They'd say, oh, yeah, everybody wants to control Earth. And now we just tie it into the royal bloodlines of Earth and financial dynasties, and I mean we got a, a real easy talking point. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> I'll listen some more. Thank, Thank you. Well, listen, guys. 
think we've got about two minutes left, and in that two minutes, I want to thank everybody for calling in. Savage, throw some water on uh, on Johnny's head. Put that fire out. I know his hair is burning. Uh, <laughs> just like all the rest of us uh, at the same time. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank uh, Marietta for coming on and giving us uh, the information on this. Uh, and Marietta, we may, we may bring you on uh, uh, ever so often just to, to give us some updates on this so that we can kind of understand uh, that what we're doing uh, the reason that we're doing it, uh, mm-hmm. we can see what what our goals, some of our goals need to be. Not uh, uh, first of all, it's always our goal is Appleseed, is building Absolutely. the machine and making the machine into a huge dynamo where it can do some good uh, in fixing this stuff. But uh, we've, every once in a while, we'd like to be able to uh, to shine some light on what it is, what some of the things that we're doing. So I want to thank you. Uh, for doing that tonight, and thank Sam. <clears throat> thank all the folks that have called in, and uh, and then let me know, let, let you guys know now too that uh, uh, Jack Spirko from Survival Podcast, uh, he did a show with us uh, a while back, and uh, and then he invited very graciously invited me onto uh, Survival Podcast, and I did a show uh, with his guys there. <clears throat> you can find it in the archi- archives of Survival Podcast. He's going to come on this next week, and he's going to talk about uh, the uh, the electronic book that he's publishing, which is called Mastering the 22 Rifle. And uh, this is uh, this is a really great electronic book, and uh, uh, it'll be coming up. So be sure and tune in next Tuesday, uh, seven to nine p.m. Central Time, uh, so that uh, you can hear what he has to say about this and. Uh, and get in on ordering the book now. It's not quite ready, but uh, it will be uh, ready to go uh, very shortly. And he's going to tell us all about it. So once again, thank you, Marietta. Thank Sam, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny, everybody that called, all the folks in the chat room. Uh, thank you all. God bless everyone. And uh, I will see you on the line at an apple seed. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.